Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. Tim and Dez with you once again. We are so thrilled to have you here tuning in. Really appreciate you doing that. Dez, how are you this week, my friend? Are you well? I'm really good. Really looking forward to the show. And we have, as a guest, a dear, dear friend of mine who has been... You know, he's, he's sown into my life in so many different ways, and he may not even know that he's sown into my life in so many ways, but I'm really, really grateful for the, what he has done in my life. So I'm looking forward to imparting that on to others, and I'll let you introduce our Thank guest. you. I appreciate that. Look, um, we, we had this man on the show. He was one of our very first interviews on Momentum. We're so thrilled to have him back. Uh, he's been married longer than most of us have been alive. He's got three kids. He's got eight grandkids. Maybe that's increased since we last spoke to him. He's a speaker, author, storyteller. He spent many years in leadership as a pastor. More recently, he's lectured in colleges all around Australia and Asia. And we talked about this on the show uh last year he he wrote the man book which is a book designed specifically to help us men in the area of relationships and we're going to be stepping into that a little bit more in this week's show it is our absolute privilege brian andrew to have you back on momentum welcome back hey tim and it's it's my pleasure anything we can do to encourage each other has to be a good thing yeah so true yeah well, as, as Des has said, who obviously has a, a close relationship with you, you've obviously encouraged him behind the scenes. And I know that the time that we've spent together, you've encouraged me. And when you are on Momentum, I'm sure that you encourage our listeners. And just in case you haven't heard it, MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, you can check out previous episodes of the show and, and actually hear the episode that we're talking about with Brian, which is one of our very first episodes. But Brian, we did talk about the man book that you've written. And so I thought we'd start just by a reintroduction into today's topic about relationships and how we navigate some of that by just recapping the man book because you said that the man book is going to help us on five key areas and and there's an an interesting feature to the man book as well which I want you to explain and that's the fart protocol <laughs> which I still don't understand so maybe you can just give us a bit of a recap about the man book for guys listening I've got on the back cover that the man book will help you enjoy the best sex you've ever had Instantly, men's ears just pricked up. <laughs> it's a big ask, isn't it? But some of the young men in my life, I was sharing with them the edit of the back cover, and they said, you've got to put that one up top, man. You know, that's what we're most interested yeah, in. I had it on the bottom, but they said, put it up the top. So play like a team. Stop criticizing and arguing. Stop fantasizing about someone new. Save you from living home alone. And features a world-first home-based fart protocol. I mean... People look at a cover, they look at the back cover, then they might look at the chapter headings, and that will help them determine whether to buy a book. And no one's ever heard of a FART protocol before. Now, look, as, as much as I love talking about the FART protocol, and I could probably do that for the rest of the show, like, I mean, th- let's be honest, uh, that, that can put the damp there on the relationship. And, and we do want to seriously talk today about when the flame starts to flicker, because for many of us at the beginning stages of a relationship, it's relatively straightforward. We're in the, you know, the... The honeymoon phase, if you like, we've met this incredible person. Everything's great. We we have a, you know, a, a beautiful courtship. We we navigate some stuff. We have a wedding. We have a honeymoon, and then real life settles in, and that's what we want to talk about today on the show. How do we navigate work commitments, social commitments, maybe fitness commitments, church commitments, 
kids might come along, that sort of thing. We're going to start to unpack that. So I guess let, let's look at the, the beginning stages of the relationship, Brian, and just to kind of set the scene and go, what actually happens for us at the beginning of the relationship in our bodies? Like what's happening to us, this kind of euphoric feeling when we meet that someone and how that kind of can change over the course of relationships. So let's start at the beginning. Yeah, well, apparently now it can be proven that our brain chemicals are going crazy during that time. Uh, Perhaps a more relevant uh, description of our emotion and our body is that we move into a zone of temporary insanity. (laughs) Uh, You know, and we... We, what, what happens is there might be little things in our life that we think are cute, but over time they become an irritation. And if they're not addressed, the irritation become, can become a resentment. And yeah. so I think I, it, when couples are all fresh and new, you, you don't want to point that out in uh, more than just a very careful diplomatic way to rob them of the joy they're experiencing. But I've seen it happen over and over and over for decades. And, and, but, you know, when you're temporarily insane, others would describe it as an explosion of the lust hormone. You know, whatever it is, our values or our ability to think clearly is affected. And some of those differences that we have, we kind of park them up on the shelf because they're not so important as being captured by her beauty. Hmm. You know, we're on our best behavior and, and so forth. So, that that wears off. It just does wear off. You've talked about uh, marriage guidance counselling and helping couples uh, through those early days. And and in that phase, you do identify those things that may become a problem. Uh, and so I think it's important that, that couples go through that phase. At least there were of them then. Well, yeah, and uh, interestingly, I'm doing uh, more weddings than ever at the moment. So that gives me great opportunity and most of my weddings uh, especially at the moment are couples in their late 20s and 30s right and i'm like why are you even asking me why don't you get a young hip uh, celebrant and they all say hey we want uh wisdom Mm. most of them they don't know me they find me online or whatever um and so in that setting des yes it's easy and natural to talk about that because i might talk about the different kinds of love i also give them a copy of the man book and, uh, you know, we might talk about it. So in that setting, I think you can. Um, I think it takes wisdom to not rob a fresh couple of their joy. I married a couple recently who are in their 60s. You know, they've been deaf and divorced and, in fact, I know, several. Uh, and, and once again, same things kicked in. Mm. In the instances I'm thinking of now, those differences are being negotiated. And I'll say to them, look, just keep talking about it. Because I think, I think couples need to be reminded at that point, the very core of a successful relationship is acceptance. Mm. Things that you saw earlier you thought were cute are now driving you nuts. You need to separate that from the person she is. And she needs to know that you are in for the long haul, you accept her, and by the way, I might say, guys, has it occurred to you that she might notice things in your life that mm. she didn't notice earlier? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I mean, we laugh about that, but let's talk about briefly before we cut to a break, and then I want to come back and talk about a very serious topic. But before we go there, let's talk about expectations, because let's be honest, 
expectations either going into the relationship or in the relationship about what it's going to be like. Uh, I mean, it's good to have a degree of expectation, but most of us have unrealistic or very high expectations that can't be met, and then we get disappointed. Brian, speak into that space for me about expectations. And I think that's another um, big difference because most men go into a relationship hoping she'll stay the same. That's why they're so captivated. And most mm. women go into a relationship hoping we'll change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you've got a significant conflict right there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very uh, um, complex question because you've got, for example, your own family background. Yeah. And you, we go into relationships uh, in a large measure. We've got expectations based on, like, for example, for myself, how my dad treated my mum. And, and that was my model, you know, even if it was subconscious, it was still there. So, look, I think what you said about expectations being unrealistic is generally true. And I think that comes back to our own mindset, our own heart and our own view. I think for Moira and I, right from the get-go, we had uh, values that were the same and we had motivation that was the same. And so if you've got motivation, which for us was our Christian faith, and we've got values clarity because, look, I have to say that we've never degenerated in, well, not for a long time and not much, into he said, she said and all that juvenile behaviour. You know, we basically looked into the word of God, the world's bestseller, and we thought, well, I wonder what, I wonder what this book says about that. So uh, we had this shift expectations just from our personal background, our personality, our age, our likes, our dislikes and all that. And we were able, I think, to separate that somewhat and say, or well, like the, the love chapter, one that's most requested at weddings, love is patient, love is kind. And so that kind of writing became our template. And, and that's very confronting because love never keeps a record of wrongs. I think, too, there are seasons that change. You know, we've been married 46 years, and I would say it's 46 years of fresh. We're still fresh after all those years because we are curious, we're childlike, we're learning, and I think we're giving. Like every day we wake up with a sense of uh, making a contribution, making someone's life a little better. So we're not actually preoccupied with our own needs. And I think we've moved into a community up here on the Sunshine Coast, the 56 apartments, and uh, we're having a remarkable time. You know, a lot of new friends and um, people are not pushing back on our Christian faith, probably because we're being kind and generous and friendly and listening. And, and uh, I read recently that um, experts would say being listened to and being loved is essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. People do not distinguish. So if you listen to someone, they feel incredibly loved and valued. Um, It's not really distinguishable with love. And I think in relationships, of course, that's incredibly important. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, we've got got our GPS, man, and we, we wake up every day with that sense of purpose and we're not preoccupied with fiddling around in the puddle on the side of the paddock. Um, We've got our eyes on, on the goal. Good. Yeah. Being listened to and being loved, that is powerful. 
uh, pretty much being the same. That is really powerful. Um, our special guest this week is Brian Andrew, and you're listening to Tim and Des on Momentum all around Australia. Uh, we started the conversation this week with uh, Brian's book. It's called The Man Book. And the first thing that The Man Book can help you with is enjoying the best sex you've ever had. So let's come back and talk about that after the break. You're with Momentum with Tim and Des. We'll talk soon. This is Momentum a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, welcome back to Momentum, wherever you are around Australia. really appreciate you tuning in. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. You can check that out after the show and uh, hear previous episodes too. But it's Tim and Des with you once again. And our special guest is Brian Andrew. We had Brian on the show early last year and uh, talked about the man book. And as we uh, led to... Uh, before the break, we we alluded to that uh, one of the first things the man book is going to help you do is enjoy the best sex you've ever had, which is a very big claim. And we'll get to that in a moment, And uh, Brian. But um, I want to talk to you about this word of intimacy, um, because a lot of guys, you know, we think about sex, we don't necessarily think about intimacy. And, you know, when we think about intimacy, a lot of us will instinctively go to the act, whether it's sex or making love. But what do you think true intimacy actually is between a couple? You know, I think really it's emotional closeness. It's really that simple, but it's extraordinarily not simple in terms of making (laughs) that real in your relationship. But uh, look, you could ask so many people, as one famous uh, marriage therapist did, what, what will it take for you to be happy in this relationship? Because the couples were seeing a therapist because the relationship was broken down. And they all said to feel in love again, to feel in love again. And, and he was shocked at that because he thought they would say, well, communication's the issue, uh, learning to resolve conflict. He actually ditched conflict resolution and swapped it with emotional wholeness. And uh, I've read a number of his books over the years, and I would agree with that entirely. And that's something that men generally are not good at. Uh, you know, we tend to be a bit more mind and physically uh, aware and not so emotionally aware. So emotional closeness is, I think, what real intimacy is. And then great sex is almost a byproduct of that. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it doesn't work the other way around. There's a famous quote, something about, you know, if, if you don't heal something then you'll bleed on those who didn't cut you or something like that and in other words um you know if 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 we don't deal with that stuff those closest to us will cop the result of that if we haven't dealt with it um and and you talked about there about if we can become emotionally whole as as men then we can develop this intimacy with our partner um and that that leads to the best sex that we've ever had right in the bedroom but let's talk outside of that um some of the ways that we can do that before we get married because technically as Christians, right, we're, we're not jumping into bed together. We're developing this emotional intimacy um, without the bedroom being present. And then how can we do that when we're married and make the transition into that space as well? Look, I think um, Moira and I have been very intentional right from the get-go. 
I may have said last time that we met and married in just over 12 weeks and we lived in different cities. So it was a pretty rapid, uh, we didn't know each other when we got married, hmm. almost like an arranged marriage. Um, but it's worked well um, because of our values harmony, uh, our motivation harmony. But also we got very intentional right from the get-go and we started to read books. There wasn't so many around then. I mean, it was a long time ago. Um, but we went to anything and everything that we came across that would build our marriage. Wow. We, we Somehow we intuitively knew that this was the most important thing we're going to do and let's do it well. Hmm. well. This might sound a little bit unusual, but I actually started to carry a little notebook. And when I saw a couple who I thought, oh, look at that couple, mate. They, they're cool together, they're enjoying life and all that. I would actually go and talk to them and say, hey, I've just watched you. Yeah. Can you give me some tips on how to have a good marriage? And so, wow. yeah. and they're like, nobody ever pushed back on mm. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were quite happy. And so we read books, we went to seminars, we, you name it, we were there. We showed up at everything, whether it was church yeah. or we, we traveled most of the first two years around the world. And anything, anywhere that was going to help us build. But I think we treated our marriage like an investment. Yeah. And we all know that if we want to invest like money to get a return, you just got to keep on putting in. And then, uh, you know, compound the interest is astonishing, they tell me. Um, but uh, I think with us, we're reaping the dividends of those years of investing, seminars, anything. There used to be a thing called cassettes before you fellows were <laughs> around. But in those days, there was cassettes. Then, of course, later on, now there's podcasts and everything. So. We, we were just hungry to do this so well that, um, that, that you know, obviously brought a closeness as well. And, and I would say, too, we weren't doing this when we were pastors. We were already doing that. Mm. Mm. It wasn't something we did because I was paid to do it. Mm. It was because I thought, we want to do this well. Mm. And I have to say, like last night, about a dozen of our family kids were having a um, tie down on the beach watching the sun go down tonight. Four of them are coming to stay a night or two. Uh, I, I'm a rich man yeah. in social and spiritual capital. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, it's kind of more important than any other sort of capital. Hmm. Yeah. So look, as we as we get to the end of the show, Brian, and before we run out of time, um, there'll be people listening who hear your story and and how you guys invested into that, and and then hear Des talking about that couple at church, and they go. That is wonderful. I wish I had that, but that's not my experience. Okay? So, for the guys listening who are in a marriage or a relationship where they've lost that intimacy or they never really fully had it at the beginning, some things that they can take away right now and go and implement into their relationship to start either redeveloping that or developing it in their relationship with their wife or their partner. I think there are so many resources around there. As we mentioned, uh, there are people we can talk to. I think professional help uh, can be good if there's an awareness. Um, a lot of us men find it easier to deny than be aware and then have to deal with what we become aware of. Uh, counselors, psychologists, people in churches, um, people generally. Once again, there's been so much you've imparted into us, Brian, through wisdom and advice, and we've barely scratched the surface of what we actually were going to talk about, which so I think we'll we'll park that there and come back and talk about that in the next show. And also just throw kids into the mix as well, because you said that you're a wealthy man 
with your family, you've got kids and grandkids. And so let's talk about how kids can change a relationship. Let's park that on the shelf and we'll do that next time. In the meantime, just want to recap, Brian Andrew has been our special guest and his book is The Man Book. Uh, if you want to find out a bit more about that, um, Brian has a website. It's called livehappytogether.com.au, livehappytogether.com.au. You can find out more about Brian, what he does, uh, he and his wife, and of course, The Man Book there. I encourage you to, uh, to pick that up and have a read through. And of course, you can find out more about The Fart Protocol, which is where we started the show. Going to part that there. Brian, hey, really appreciate your input into us yep. uh, today, man. And we'll come back and talk to you next week on Momentum. Bless you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Des. And anytime, just be in touch. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.